0: There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot.
2: Hello, I'm Sarah. Oh, I thought I didn't have my microphone on. Hello, I'm Sarah.
1: (laughs) And welcome to Jules and Sarah, the podcast.
2: Oh, welcome, hello. Well, that's very indicative. The fact that I've clipped a microphone onto my black top and then went, ah, I think I've lost (laughs) It's very indicative of where I'm at Mm. today. I Um, mean, Sarah did
1: answer the FaceTime and I was quite taken aback by you wearing a cardigan because at the time of recording yeah. Sarah, I'm wearing shorts.
2: Yeah, sure. Well, uh, let so let's talk about the sodding weather because I was hot as fire, right? Because I had to leave the house this morning, which I don't like doing, as you know, Jules. I also no. had to get on a train, which I didn't like doing either, but I did it. And then I came home and then I was walking back from the station and I was like, oh my God, And so it begins, because in the UK, this is day one. This is day one. We've had a very wet, very cold May, which has obviously suited me down to the ground. And today, it's out of nowhere. It it went up to 21. And apparently, Jaws, there's going to be a June heat wave.
1: Which I'm thrilled about.
2: I mean, these are the two words that I loathe the most in the English language heat wave, right? So it went up. Anyway, I walked home. I was, oh, uh, I was hot as fire, right? I got in, I got into the hall. I took all of my clothes off, including my bra, right? Just right then and there in the hallway. I was like, I'm so hot. I'm so hot. And then I realized I didn't really. I don't know where all my clothes have gone, but you know, there's, it's it's very tricky at the moment. There's, you know, things don't fit obviously anymore and stuff like that. And I was like, "Oh my god!" I think that's am I like the on? whole
1: nation, babes. Yeah. None of our clothes yeah. fit anymore.
2: <laughs> I was like, "What did I used to wear when it was hot?" Um, and then, so I found a t-shirt, and then I pulled out of the holiday. I managed to find the holiday case and pulled out a pair of shorts put those on and just basically sat by the back door until I was cold enough to be able to put leggings on and a cardigan. So that's been my situation. I've had to emergency order some t-shirt dresses because I just don't know how I'm going to survive. I mean, day one, day one, and I'm, I'm not enjoying myself at all. <laughs> linen. linen could be a
1: fabric for mm, you. Linen.
2: Do you know, I did buy a linen jumpsuit actually. I just think I just, uh, I just, I just don't, I can't wear a bra. It's as simple as that. I just can't, le- and I, I also can't leave the house. People are going to have to come to me or, you know, like FaceTime's fine. That's, that's what I'm going to say. Mm. FaceTime's fine. But leaving the house, it's, it's a no from me. <laughs>
1: Which it was before, really. It's yeah, just pregnancy yeah. really seems to have added to that. It's, well, it's added preg- to it. yeah.
2: Pregnancy has taken any tolerance. The very small amount of tolerance that I had when I was like, no, come on, OK, it'll be nice once you get there. Pregnancy's really seen to that. Um so, so yeah, I have I have nothing. I have absolutely no tolerance whatsoever for being even a degree warmer than I want to be.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh well we I mean, I had drinks al fresco last night and had a lovely oh, time.
2: Awful. <laughs> Did you get bitten alive by midges and sunstroke?
1: No, I've actually it was actually perfect, although Portsmouth, I am feeling the pinch of it today just some yeah I was there at 20 past 8 with my PT this morning like trying like I brushed my teeth Oof. like four times so I was like I, I just hope he I hope he doesn't think I'm not suitable to operate machinery right now <laughs> <laughs> And like talking on the in-breath and making sure that he wasn't aware that I'd had... Well, I was in I was in bed by half ten, so it's fine. But I, I just had rosé last night. <laughs> you, and whenever, you had
2: started it, at 1.30, though.
1: <laughs> the strike of midday. <laughs> yeah. But, no, we just we just had a lovely little gorgeous drinkie. We hosted last night. We hosted gorgeous little drinkies oh, and got our right. garden table out. And like, mm. I, I had to do a really express clean. Do you ever feel like... You can clean the house in seconds if you are in a rush if you're like oh my god people are coming i have got to clean things are just shoved in cupboards it's a
2: bung yeah it's got it i can do i sometimes i surprise myself i turn around i go oh my god it looks great in here this took two and a half minutes and then yeah it's it's because a bung has had things have been shoved uh in places so to speak
1: yes so that's where we are um if i could just actually cast the phone across you will see oh, that wow. we are in we're in such a mess here we've got things arriving things not arriving Gosh. we've had sofas arriving chests arriving uh, we're in a bit of a bit of a fraught situation at the moment because um a delivery man um chipped one of the original <gasps> cornerstones on the front porch i realized that this is a very first world problem but i Have been teetering on meltdown all week because I now have to find a stonemason who specialises in old period buildings.
2: How did it it happen? Did you see it I'll tell you how it happened
1: Sarah. Careless manoeuvring. Careless manoeuvring. That's what mm, happened. mm, I watched it happen almost (laughs) in slow motion. He reversed in and hit the cornerstone and the stone (gasps) fell and it was like,
2: no. What did he say? Was he mortified?
1: Sorry about that. That's what he said.
2: God he should have wept. He should have got on the floor picking up the broken pieces and wept.
1: Well, I made them a cup of tea and I decided not to tell them that the only milk I had was unsweetened oat milk. And I was like, Hey my boys
2: (laughs) Yeah. That'll show them, I really <laughs> stuck it to them in that moment. <laughs> we were expecting full-fed cow's milk. Well, here, here. And that's what you get. That's, I mean, that is shocking. I that mean, obviously, absolutely... I
1: have phoned the company who will be paying for all of it. So, oh, you know, it is fine. It is fine. But... Oh,
2: well done. <sighs>
1: Just trying to find, like, oh, I'll just add that to my ever-growing list of things to do, of pointless yeah, there's crap never that, like, I don't no, need weighing down in my life.
2: There's never a good time to ring a stonemason. Nobody's ever got that spare 20 minutes to just ring round the stonemasons and see what's what. Nobody's got time for that. We need somebody to do our path. We've got, like, a tiled path, and I don't know... I don't know what sort of tradesman could turn their hand to that. I mean, I've suggested getting out there with a bit of no more nails, but John seemed to think it was more of a specialist job than me on my hands and knees squirting around with no more nails. Have you thought about no more nails, Jules? (laughs) (laughs) To repair your cornerstone. (laughs)
1: Um, no, I'm going more down the alley of reclaimed brick of the period, just to, mm. you know, just to set mm. that Oh scene. yes, that
2: sounds much better. <laughs> Don't worry about no more nails. That's a, It really seems like you've got everything in hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my shall gosh. we do some
1: correspondence?
2: Absolutely. Now we've had a charming, a charming card in here. Look oh, at that! Exquisite. What a lovely isn't that a nice blue? Almost matches the T-shirt that you're wearing there. Uh, so well, this I mean, this has...
1: this is a stone teal, so I wouldn't say that it matches. Sorry, there. okay. That might Do you know what? Be...
2: As I started saying it, I was like, "What am I doing? Why am I why am I drawing comparisons between <laughs> the shade of Jules's T-shirt?" And this envelope. Why am I even, why am I venturing anywhere near that? Um, Now, this is exciting because I can tell you this has come from the USA. This has got a USA stamp on it. Um, And also, and I don't feel like people do this enough, the little return address there. You know, people used to do this a lot. They'd pop a sticker on of where it and who it had come from. And this says, Gary Gillespie which I thought you'd enjoy very much. And it's got a cat with a crown on next to it. Is it from it the UK? There. No, 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 from the USA, oh. from the USA. And when you turn it around, the point of the envelope that would be sealed has hi stuck on it. There, so hi.
1: Gosh, this is so <laughs> lovely.
2: Okay. Oh, it's oh, it's got something, something's going to fall out. Um, it's a lovely black and white card. Of a kitten asleep on a bench. There it is. And I can tell you that that photograph is called catnap three. Okay, so of the catnaps, this is number three. Um, (laughs) Jules and Sarah. (laughs) Jules and Sarah. Hi from Virginia, USA i'm late to the world of podcasts after asking friends for listening suggestions i picked yours and i am hooked i'm just now listening to summer of 2016.
0: oh do let, let us know what we were doing yeah.
2: what on earth was going on then i listen On my commute, one is typically perfect as the drive is about 30 minutes. I've also done some listening whilst gardening and cooking dinner. And I do have a lovely montage of Alison there who's written this. Like, you know, like the scenes of her listening to the podcast. So there Mm. she is. She's listening to it on the commute. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Bit of gardening. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Cooking dinner as well. Um... It engages my husband. That's not what she's written, but that's that's as good as I can do with the handwriting. It engages my husband when I'm laughing out loud and Entertains. they don't know why. Entertain? Yeah, maybe entertain. It's got a G in it, though. Someone gave a card game called Devilish Dilemmas, and I thought I'd share it with you. Which would you choose? Now, this is, this is a little, so she sent this as well. This is a little card and it's called Devilish Dilemmas. And I'm not going to read it out now because I think we should do it at the end. Yes, okay, we do this at the end? We're, we're going to do Alison's Devilish Dilemma. Uh, thanks for the laughs. Can't wait to hear what you guys think of the pandemic. That's it, Alison hasn't even got, she hasn't even got to my wedding yet, let alone oh, the pandemic. Alison, love. Alison from Front Royal. And we can only assume that Gary, who was mentioned on the front, must be indeed Alison's husband. That's the only <laughs> conclusion that I can draw from this. Either that or she's just put a totally random address sticker on the envelope. So, Alison, thank you so much. Thank
1: you so much. Is the place thank
2: where,
1: where Alison so lives called Front Royal?
2: I think it is. I think it is called Front Royal. Front Royal, Virginia.
1: I've had a DM from Emma Luxton. Yes. What a terrific Um, name. Hi Jules. I started listening to your podcast sometime last year and I love it. Last week my phone started randomly playing the Valentine's Day podcast from 2020 and it was just so weird and almost (laughs) eerie to hear you two talking about pre-Covid life for yourselves and your parents. 2020 was meant to be the year of the jaunt for Ken and Sheila. It all went so wrong for everyone from there. (laughs) Thanks for the recap. Um, Almost all the podcasts I've heard have been from you and Sarah in lockdown apart. I was so excited to see the photo of you two together and can only imagine the excitement for you seeing Sarah pregnant in in her new house and meeting Peggy. Can't wait to hear today's podcast on my walk. Thank you for both of your lovely, cheery podcasts through such an extreme time in the world. Life in my world in West Australia. Well, why the hell was I not doing it in this accent? (laughs)
2: Life in
1: my world in West Australia has been almost completely unimpacted by COVID except for travel restrictions. So it's been so bizarre to see the impacts of COVID around the world. Keep doing you. Kiss. Oh, lovely. Emma, I will. I intend to. How nice.
2: (laughs) Fabulous. Now, listen, you can write to us. We're very excited. We are currently in between P.O. Box addresses. Yeah. Uh, Jules is waiting uh, for them to write to him and tell him what his new P.O. Box address is. I know. I don't
1: really know the process of this, but I am waiting for some sort of announcement.
2: Yeah, surely. I would I've have thought they the would fee. have emailed, yeah, some sort of email. Have you checked your spam? Uh, well, I was just, just thinking that.
1: When, when, yeah. when I get off <laughs> this, I will check my spam ports. Yeah, crew, do I check promise.
2: your spam. But for now, why not slide into the DMs? Why not get in the Facebook group? We would absolutely love, love mm. to have you. I mean, how how are Sheila and Ken getting on? I mean, I can only imagine the restaurant bookings they've they've been making.
1: Oh my god, so when Sheila and Ken lived on the equestrian centre, now Sheila and Ken are not pub people. And I know that might come as a shock to some of you mm. because I am um, I may as well be a landlady. Like I'm in the pubs <laughs> that much. I love them. I
2: would have I would have placed Ken in a pub, I have to say. I would have placed Ken being the life and soul no, round the drink, old Joanna.
1: He doesn't drink beer really. He'll mm. have like what, a pint when he's walking, but he's not a pub pub person. Ken's a fine wine bar. Anyway, sure. It um, <laughs> explains have... so much. <laughs> <laughs> they, when they were living on the equestrian centre, there was a pub that they found that both Sheila and Ken deemed highly acceptable and I think this Mm. pub seemed it seemed like the impression I've got is more of a luxury bistro that's where we're going anyway mum said she's been ringing and booking that many tables she's now on first time basis and the woman's (laughs) like hello Sheila (laughs) yep you will sofa at the back no problem we'll get that for you I was like mama who are you
2: oh my god Sheila's got a local. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, but her local is like an hour away from where she's moved to.
2: Oh, fine, yeah.
1: We'll travel for VIP areas. <laughs> and for um, fresh gin and tonic and a slice. Absolutely. And ice and a slice yeah. for our shell. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I phoned, I phoned her this week and um, I said, oh, where's dad? She went, your dad? has gone to Leeds. Your dad's gone to Leeds and... Um,
2: oh, and we I, haven't seen him since.
1: And I said, oh, that's funny. I said, he sent me a really weird picture of Wakefield train station. I was, I was like, I couldn't really understand what was going on. And she was like, he's been on the wine. I've spoken to him, he's been on the wine and I've got to go get him because I've <laughs> driven to the station and then was like, oh no, I can't drive. So Sheila had to go and drive, pick him up and, and the next day, go and pick the car up. I was like... <laughs> Ken oh. be steady oh
2: my gosh the idea of the idea of slightly half cut Ken taking a funny picture of Wakefield train station and you getting it like is this some sort of clue like what am I supposed to do with this is That's this like, an SOS going call on? Yeah. I was like dad it's
1: three in the afternoon what's happening
2: Oh, you are your father's son. Wine bars, afternoon drinking, a little rosé here, a little Merlot there.
1: <laughs> it's just, it was just outrageous. And then um, I did speak to Ken the next day and he was like, I got very overexcited at lunch. Then bottles of wine kept coming and I couldn't say no. It were fantastic. Oh, I was like, Ken, Ken, no one's judging you. No one's Ken judging is you.
2: Ken is a boy who can't say no he really is like (laughs) oh gosh i mean that's i do dream of the day on the other side of this pregnancy when i can have a very very large glass of wine and i'd love to have a glass of wine with ken nothing would give me greater pleasure than a salted almond with ken
1: well just to let you know that. Ken and I, we have a strict rule in our family. It's never one glass. There's no like, I'll meet you for a glass. A a carafe a Do people do that? (laughs) I don't know if people do that.
2: What do you mean? I don't understand. Why? A bottle. You meet for a bottle of wine. You don't meet for a glass of wine. How (laughs) strange. And it's that thing as well, isn't it? They're like, oh, I always remember June. She'd be like, oh, no, we won't have two glasses. It'd be cheaper to get the bottle. And it's always that sort of false economy thing of, oh, no. We're not having two glasses. Absolutely not. Like, no way. <laughs> That's what Dutch
1: says. Dutch gets really crumpy, yes. about, like, we'll have two glasses. It's like, two glasses? No, we'll get the bottle. Yeah, It is true. It is cheaper. It is true. Speaking of a large, crisp white wine, <laughs> oh, how yes. is June?
2: Do you know what? June is... June's sensational, and I have to confess, for the first time in the five years, almost the 500 episodes that we have been doing of this podcast, I don't have any June news to report, right? (laughs) I haven't spoken to her. June's gone off grid. Classic June. Well, I have been speaking to her, but it's been about, you know, Jojo, Maman, Bebe orders and things like that. Like, we've been speaking about other things. We haven't really, you know, I mean... One thing that I will say is June very, very kindly, when I did go home a couple of weeks ago, uh, June bought me a bottle of alcohol-free white wine. Right? What's
1: it like? Because I really want well, to get into alcohol-free wine.
2: It's a show. Look, Ports Du Crew, if anyone has got any recommendations about alcohol-free wine, because every single alcohol-free wine that I have tried, and my God, I've, I've really put the effort in, and um, they just taste like cordial with a bit of apple cider vinegar. They add that vinegar to sort of try and give it the illusion of wine. I am yet to taste an alcohol-free wine that I go, oh my God, yeah, this actually like tastes like wine. But it does do that thing of tricking your brain. Like, because I was drinking it and I'd also had, and I do have to say June also um, was very good on the alcohol-free gin and tonic. And I know you don't drink tonic, But if anybody needs an alcohol-free gin, the Gordon's 0% gin is fabulous. It's absolutely... Oh, my God. It was gorgeous. I thought it was the real thing. And that's it. So I had two alcohol-free gin and tonics and then an alcohol-free wine. And because it naturally your brain. I was like, oh my God, I think I'm slurring my words. Like, do you know what I mean? I was like, God, I feel terrible like this. I was like, oh my God. And then like I woke up in the morning, I was like, oh my God, I feel awful. I was like, no, no, none (laughs) of these things are true. I haven't had a drink, but it's really weird how it tricks your brain into thinking you've been drinking. Um, So yes, but also, um, I mean, so what we did when I came home, that's when Lorna went up. So so it was a bit of a tag team situation because of the two household rule, etc. etcetera. Et cetera. And so Lorna went up and took the children up with her. And Lor- I mean Lorna just said June, June was a masterclass in childcare. You know, June had, I mean, June was stirring a risotto with one hand. She was reading The Very Hungry Caterpillar with the other. She was giving a, a Stella a bottle all at the same time. It was all going on at once in unison. Mum just said, uh, Lorna said, from the moment she opened her eyes up in the morning to the moment she went to bed. She, I mean, she was a cross. Everything she was across everything childcare wise.
1: June is Wonder Woman. I actually was thinking about June and the pram when when she was pushing the pram and throwing the dog ball and like being on the phone and that was just June. (laughs) Just it was like almost like being in an automatic car for June. It just was like that was it. The pedal was down. That's it. It, It's something I aspire to be like actually. Yeah. And I. I, Oh, I I, shall
2: never be like that. No,
1: I think I'll be some frazzled thing wafting oh, around God. I don't think I'll be
2: I already am I haven't even had the baby yet and I'm already fraught and frazzled I've already don't. I've got a clue what we're having for dinner don't ask me <laughs> like this. June's making plum jam she's raising children she's teaching somebody the violin she's just yeah across it at all times and, and Lorna said it was quite the thing to behold actually quite the scene well, when involved. you get
1: hold of her, do pass her my regards.
2: Oh, I And ask her where the hell will. she's yeah. been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Will we do a bit of news from the north?
1: Let's. Now, I have to say, uh, I have swiped this from the Facebook group. And I, there is sometimes an element of guilt that comes across me from swiping from the Facebook groups. Yay. I'm like, no, no, Jules, you've got to find your own. I just want to say that I spent Aww. an hour looking for news from the north today and could not find anything and just kept going round and round on the mm, covid fairground ride yep. on the local news i was like i know all the restrictions in the pubs now i know all the road works i know all of this i mean <laughs> where is the good stuff and so luckily um lauren e-d in the facebook group has shared this link uh, from australia Bit of an Australian, uh, bit of an Australian accent podcast this week. Um, Yeah, very much down under. Yeah, uh, this comes from the Canberra Times. Um, If you aren't familiar, Sarah, Canberra is the capital of Australia, Um,
2: and many people, of course, assume it's Sydney.
1: As did I, almost for the whole year that I lived there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Of course, (laughs) Rabbit Rider. Crafts helmet handlebars for bunny. I can't read it in the whole Australian accent. Well, Um, I didn't.
2: I couldn't understand a single word of the
1: headlines. (laughs) (laughs) So, it would be a very long
2: piece from the North. I I couldn't tell you what this is about.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's odd to begin with. Let me read it in. Rabbit rider crafts helmet handlebars for bunny.
2: I, I'm, I'm still none the wiser. Carry <laughs> on.
1: <laughs> Ever seen a rabbit on a bicycle? Neither had Li Shu Ying before this week. She posted this observation to the Canberra notice board on Facebook on Monday night after spotting a cyclist with a ri- white rabbit riding him riding the bike. <laughs> <laughs> the man on the bike. The man on the bike. Chris Sch- Schleg- Schlegel. We'll call him sure. Chris, uh, Quickly responded to the <laughs> woman's quest for answers. Chris was mid-cruise to the um, Myra Park shopping centre with Max Bugden the bunny holding on to custom-made helmet handlebars where he was spotted campbell man said he'd been training rabbits to ride bikes since 2017. what
2: what what do you mean what's
1: happening um, max is one of several pet rabbits he takes cycling around the city while many rabbits can be taught to ride max was different in the way that she propped herself up on hind legs chris said to make his comfort to make his journey comfortable oh the bunny lover crafted the handlebars from paddle pop sticks and skewers to provide him with something to hold on to, the adventures of the three pet rabbits he currently keeps are not restricted to shopping trips either. In fact, Chris's bunnies have been accompanying him to several Canberra events, including Australia Day and fluoride, fluoride, whatever. Flo- um, he <laughs> he said he said provided it's a night t- at nighttime, the nocturnal pets are happy to attend. <laughs> Is it at night? (laughs) Yes, I'll come. Have you got the handlebars?
2: Oh no, midday. I can't. Forget it.
1: Um, Chris said their training happened on the grass to prevent any injuries. Hold on. Despite not being the most intelligent animals, insulting, they were quick learners too. They make great pets because they're just as unique as human beings. They have interests and they have hobbies. He said. Chris said, growing up with rabbits, uh, that they were in a cage. He wanted to let his bunnies get out and about. Mm, What a euphemism. So he taught them (laughs) to accompany him on the bike. I take them out because I um, I want the rabbits to live life outside the confines they usually live in. Their personalities become more complex as a result. The Facebook post, as you would imagine, proved very popular. As Ms Lee described, an incredible sight. There it was in all its glory, a cyclist riding a bike on the bike path with a white rabbit riding him riding the bike. It was definitely riding with, it, with its back paws on his shoulders and his front paws on his helmet. The purest of white fur made it obvious that there was no straps holding it there. I was too busy staring at it because I've never seen a rabbit riding a cyclist before, so I failed to take a picture, she writes. I need to know more about this white knight in glowing spotless armour and his humble steed. These questions, they're keeping me up at night. Who is this? How have they done this? Why has this happened? (laughs) As of Tuesday lunchtime, um, it had attracted hundreds of comments and reactions. They included things like, this is the best thing ever. And also, this is made my night. So amazing and funny. This list goes on. On the last part, we hope we've helped.
2: I think it's one thing to want to give the bunnies more of an experience, you know, rather than, than just the confinements of, I don't know, running around nibbling on a bit of lettuce, it's quite another to get them to ride a motorbike, isn't it? That's oh, no, quite it's quite an extreme bike. leap. Oh, I thought it was... I thought it... I thought... Well, yes, that makes much more sense, actually, that you wouldn't put a bunny on a motorbike. I don't know what motorbike. kind of extreme no. daredevil you were imagining. <laughs> I think That's maybe because I, I can see
1: it. No, no, no. And if you yes. do want to see pictures of Chris and his rabbit, Max, do check out the news in the Facebook group and you can get yep. through onto that news yourself.
2: Fabulous. That's fa- And thank you so much to Lauren for making that available for us. Mm. Now, I'm very, very pleased um, with my news from the North. And I think you will be as well, Jules, because I, I can confirm we are in scarecrow season. And if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you'll know the annual scarecrow festivals
1: do yes. come
2: round. They do come round and we are we are amongst them now so uh, there's been a lot of scarecrow chat uh, and my news from the north comes from Cheshire Live. Weaverham child scarecrow controversy takes a twist.
1: Oh, haven't
2: The woman behind a childlike scarecrow that has been causing drivers to slam on their brakes has said... She didn't put it there. It was removed from the roadside in Weaverham on Monday, the 24th of May, by police after road safety concerns were raised. Initially, some thought that the Scarecrow was part of a campaign to get drivers to slow down. However, it was later revealed that the Scarecrow's purpose was to advertise Weaverham's Scarecrow Festival. But Anita Edwards, the festival organiser, said it had, hadn't originally been placed there. She said it had been in a position where it was much more visible to motorists, but that someone seemed to have moved it nearer to the road. Ms Edwards told Cheshire Live that the scarecrow was initially placed with the sign on Northwich Road on Saturday, May the 22nd. She added that it was placed away from the footpath so the temptation to damage or move the scarecrow was reduced. She said Saturday evening was a dry evening, so there was the perfect chance to move. One sign was placed near the roundabout on the A49 headed to Weaverham and one near the hanging gate One on the fence on Lake House Field, and the last one on Northwich Road. The scarecrow was placed with a sign on Northwich Road as it was visible for a long distance on approach and it was away from the footpath where temptation to damage or move the scarecrow would have been greater. It was placed so it was fully visible to the traffic travelling along the road into Weaverham and we secured it to a lamppost to ensure it didn't roll into the road. Perfect place for a sign and a scarecrow. So I thought. However... Ms. Edwards added images of the Scarecrow shown in a position that she did not leave it in. Referring to Cheshire Live's original story, she said it was stated that the road was a 40 mile an hour limit. The Scarecrow itself is actually in a 30 mile an hour limit zone. Above the Weaverham Please Drive Carefully sign as you're entering the village, it states 30 miles an hour. It is only as you leave the village and pass the sign, it becomes 40 miles an hour. Therefore, any vehicle entering the village should have already slowed down to 30 miles an hour before getting to that sign. Now, in my opinion, with the scarecrow where I left it in full view, anyone travelling down that straight road at 40 miles an hour and then 30 miles an hour has ample time to see the scarecrow establish It's a scarecrow before they're in the position of needing to slam on the brakes, however. As shown in one picture on the post, the scarecrow is partially hidden behind the sign at the right angle of the road, and that is not where I left it. The second picture in the post, the scarecrow is nearly parallel with the road, which is how I left it with the scarecrow partially hidden, I can completely understand why people didn't see it until the last minute and felt the need to take urgent action and I'm sorry this has happened and I hope they're all well. What I cannot explain is how or why the scarecrow got into that new position. Ms Ms. Edwards said the scarecrow was placed for advertising but that it wasn't really the sort of advertising she was expecting. She said, in work, on my break, I received a message from a friend alerting me to a post on Facebook. I read through the 67 comments and saw a complete mix of opinions it had caused. On my second break, the comments were at 300 plus. I could not believe it. The Scarecrow is placed (laughs) for advertising. But this wasn't really the sort of advertising I was expecting. There were comments from people stating that the Scarecrow had caused them to slam on brakes." panic, etc. as they thought it was a real child, as well as the comments stating that they could tell it was not a real child. I could not believe when I read that people thought it was a speed awareness campaign. Obviously, I did not want the scarecrow to cause any accidents, and at the time I posted an apology to anyone affected by it, explained why it was there, and I stated I would remove the scarecrow on my way home. When I finished work, I received messages stating the little guy had been brought home by the police, and I thought that was the end of the matter. Ms. Edwards added that it was the right decision to move the Scarecrow and thanked officers for returning it to her. She said it was the right decision for the Scarecrow to be moved as it clearly affected drivers and I wanted to thank the PCSO involved for bringing him home safely. I'm glad to say the Scarecrow is now has a new home but this may change as time goes on as he ride, on, he, on his rides. Also, there are new scare- scarecrows in Weaverham, with more to come that hopefully will not cause similar problems. So, there you go. What a, new- <laughs> what a news from the north, that is.
1: It's, it's something to take in, actually. And I forgot yeah. that it was scarecrow season. I really did forget. I yeah. haven't seen the scarecrows, which is, which is odd because I am surrounded by crop.
2: Yeah, yeah, that is unusual. Maybe it's too obvious. Maybe that like, we're not going to we're not going for that old cliche. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, Jules, do you want to play Alison's devilish dilemma?
1: Mm.
2: So this is coming from Alison, and it's which would you choose? To have a blowhole in the top of your head like a dolphin. Sorry, Jules, she did put that on or to have gills on each side of your neck, like a fish. Gills. Oh, really?
1: Oh, that's so easy because you've already got, our mouth is a blowhole. So we already have that ability. Whereas gills, oh my God, how fun. And also it's a little bit more concealed. You can still do an updo. Do you know what I mean? That blowhole (laughs) is going to get right in the way.
2: (laughs) See, I. Concealing a gill would be more difficult than a (laughs) blowhole.
1: Not with my beauty history. Concealing that gill. (laughs) If you cast your mind back to the array of love bites I had through my 20s. Oh, no, no, no. no. I've got just the palette for gills.
2: Yeah, gosh, wow. I wonder if the gills would be functioning and allow you to swim underwater. As well, well One yeah, 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 yeah. That would be yeah. the thing,
1: but I think mm. it wouldn't mean that you couldn't breathe outside of water.
2: Yeah. Well, you've still got your faculties as they are. The gills would be an addition, presumably. Excellent
1: use of the word faculty there. Yes. Just gonna, <laughs> yeah. just gonna really draw a box around that and be like, sorry. Congratulations.
2: Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, we absolutely. Adore adore you for writing to us. Uh, We will let you know as soon as Jules has unearthed his new PO box address uh, and and got onto somebody who knows about that sort of thing. um, We will let you know so you can send us lovely cards like Alison did. Thank you so much, Alison. That's really kind of you. In the meantime, uh, there is the uh, Portslough Crew Facebook group. Do bob yourself in there. We (laughs) always finish on Jules's word or affirmation of the week. What have you gone for?
1: I've gone for an affirmation this week, um, sure. although yeah. Lovely. Very, I'm, I am going to re-highlight faculty. We, feel free to just use yes. that through the week, Port <laughs> crew, just draw it to the attention and yep. the faculty. Yep. Um, right now, everything may seem overwhelming and impossible, but take a deep breath and know that you will get through this.
2: You will. This too will pass. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, we adore you for listening and we will see you next time. Bye.